0: Hello, and welcome to Faculty Feed with me, Dr. Jerry Rabelais, Associate Vice President for Health Science Center Faculty Development at the University of Louisville. With me are my co-hosts, Dr. Stacey Sainer, Director of HSC Faculty Development, and Dr. Laura Weingartner director of research for faculty health professions education. Once a week, we're going to come together to use this podcast to bring faculty development content to feed your hunger and satisfy your appetite so you can magnify your impact as an educator, clinician, researcher, and academic leader.
1: Hey, Jerry, I'm really excited. You know who's on the show today? No, tell me. Brian Buford! The so, Brian Buford? The Brian Buford. Really? It's so awesome.
0: Brian is the Executive Director for University Culture and Employee Success at the University of Louisville. And he also happens to be a certified Strengths Finder coach. And it's in that latter capacity that we've used Brian in our leadership course, both for faculty and for the senior medical students, where he comes and talks about your own strengths, how you use them and how, what do they mean, and, and how do you put them into the work environment, and, and so it's been such a delight to get to know you, uh, learning about strengths and, and the unique features, because this little crew in this room here has some very different strengths, some overlap, but some very different strengths, and so Brian, welcome to Faculty Feed, great to have you. Thank
2: you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I love working with you all. And of course, you know, I love to talk
0: about strengths. So I, this is going to be a delight. It should be a lot of fun. So first, talk to us about StrengthsFinder and how you got involved in it. And and for those of the in the, in the audience that don't know what it is, just a brief introduction as to what StrengthsFinder is. Of course, of course.
2: I feel like, you know, I've, I feel like strengths has been a part of my life for so long, probably more than 20 years. I, I probably took my first strengths assessment more than 20 years ago. And and today, I talk about it so often. I'm working with university leadership and faculty and staff and students. I sometimes say I'm a strengths evangelist, like I'm just out there, like on the, you know, out there on the road telling the story of strengths. And for me, you know, it, why is it so compelling to me? Partly because of my own strengths, which we can talk about. Positivity is my number one strength. So, you know, whatever I do, I go in 100%. But, Also, my job is to create a great culture for people to work. You know, that's the focus, is to help UofL be a great place to work. And what we know from the research is that people, uh, it's it's about engagement, and that uh, people show up and are their best selves when they get to do what they're naturally good at every day. So rather than trying to squeeze themselves into a box or into a role that doesn't fit them, The magic here is when we figure out what people's natural gifts are, what those talents are, and then we figure out how to leverage them every day on the job. And that's when you see engagement go through the roof. That's what we want for all the folks who work at UofL is this sense that when I go to work every day, I get to do what I'm best at.
3: So how did you figure out what your top strength was?
2: Well, there's an assessment. So you, uh, very easy. This is all administered by Gallup, the, the worldwide polling organization. They, they've been polling around the workplace for, uh, years, you know, asking questions, sort of understanding, um, the employee experience for over 40 years. And so strengths is really like one of the products of all those years of research. And they've created a, a simple assessment, that you can take and then what, what comes out of that initially is your five signature strengths. Those that are operating the most actively and sort of you know, um, powerfully in your life and the ones that are really, I always like to call them your superpowers. You know, they're the thing, they're your gifts to the world and the combination of those five especially is like your unique fingerprint, how you show up in the world and when those five are operating it's like, you know, that's the magic. That's, that's you bringing your very best self and, and probably your most joyful self. Uh, people will sometimes ask me if I take it again on a different day or if, you know, I was having a bad day and I do it again next week. Will they change? They might change a little bit, but our strengths don't change dramatically. They really are who we are, who we've always been. One of my favorite questions to ask your class, uh, Jerry, is, to uh, think about a, uh, something that was true of them as a child that's still true of them today. Um, and because there's a clue there, like strengths are really who we always were and just had to find our way back to and figure out how to make a living, you know, being that person.
1: You know, this I love thinking about strengths, so I was curious, would you, be, would you share your strengths with
2: us? Absolutely. I was like, are you kidding me? Of course I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, just trying <laughs> for you to ask. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you said I've been waiting. I've been waiting, of course. Right. Like I live for these moments. No, my strength. You know what? I, the reason I say that is I this and this is partly why I'm so enthusiastic, is there are no truer five words than my five strengths. I really feel like um, it's who I really am. And so and it's taken me, you know, by the way, I didn't always know that this is like that process of self-discovery. Sometimes people will get those five words and they're, you know, they're looking at me like, what the heck? Like, I'm not this. And so I always say, give yourself some time Mm -hmm. because we, we do have to get to know them. Okay. so my five strengths are positivity, harmony, empathy, connectedness and developer. Um, all of those are, we'll talk, we might talk a little bit about the domains. All of those are relationship building strengths. It's uncommon in some ways for someone to have all of their strengths in one sort of domain or area, but all of mine are concentrated in the relationship building zone. But that is about as true a thing as I could tell you that I operate, you know, in the world of relationships. I work from relationships. I'm energized and just, you know, um, challenged and and encouraged by relationships. I
1: love that. I also have harmony in my top five. And so I guess to share with everyone, my number one is input, then harmony, empathy, intellection, and learner. And so when I look at harmony, or to me, my idea of harmony is to like dissolve conflict, right? Like, I don't want people to be unhappy. I want everyone to, to get along as best we can. And so that's, and and it's also like a negative sometimes for me, because I worry a lot about it, right? So it's something I kind of obsess about, like, I can't, how do I fix this, this relationship so that you know either me and someone else or two other people or you know family? So I see pros and cons to harmony.:
2: Yeah. Uh, harmony actually is one of, of, the, of the 34. There are 34 total strengths. And of the 34, I think harmony is one of the, the most uh, misunderstood or can be, because that word harmony is sort of packed. you know there's a lot yes. of baggage around the word harmony and some of us think of harmony as like kumbaya singing you know while the ship goes down (laughs) and that's not what it is harmony is about consensus building you know every strength can be sort of turned up or turned down modulated a little bit I sometimes tell my students to think about it like the burner on the stove so you want to get just the right heat there so if you turn up your harmony too much you're sort of I need peace at all cost. Yes. I'm worried because somebody's not happy. Turn it down too far, and you know there's. You're, you're a, not yourself. Yeah, yeah, you're not who you are. You're finding that sweet spot there where my harmony allows me to bring everyone to the table and work toward consensus. And pitched just right, I can also leave space for someone who isn't there yet. Right. That's the way I experience
1: it. Oh, I like the way you think about that. That's nice. Well, let's look at everyone else's um, strengths. I'd I be curious as to uh, you guys, Laura.
3: Well, so I I took Strength Finder I think in 2019. So this is a, a couple of years ago. I'm achiever. Learner, which is, I will, spoiler alert, is consistent among the whole faculty development office. Um, Shocker. It, it may, Shocker. They <laughs> indicate <laughs> some common themes of why we all work well together. Uh, analytical significance and command, which I know we, so Brian, we saw you talk about the strengths with the Liam group um, a few weeks ago, and no one else in the room of everyone in Liam. In a room of
0: 50 shared, participants, no one else had... Command.
3: I know. And I I will say, will you tell tell us a little bit about why that sometimes gets me in trouble?
2: (laughs) Yes. Well, well, possibly several reasons. Did anybody else in the room have significance? Because that one also is one that doesn't show up very often. I don't remember. I don't
1: remember significance popping up
2: either. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: Command
2: is probably one we easily understand, like the person who takes charge, leads the team, you know, um, gets everyone organized very comfortable stepping into that role significance is um, sort of twofold both someone who um, is compelled by by work that is important and also someone comfortable maybe seeks out like to be themselves to be important so comfortable being seen as sort of the spotlight is on me I'm an important person (laughs) so both both sides of that there I have a colleague over on campus who is number one significance and what she says is I have to do something that matters and I'm also comfortable with people knowing that I'm doing something that matters and that's another way of thinking about it now why you get in trouble with that we talk we talk about this sometimes you know about sort of the challenges to embracing and sort of really like you know just stepping into who we are and so I would imagine there are um some cultural kind of um, messages. So I'm imagining you raised female. You know, we don't raise little girls, or we haven't always raised little girls, to think that they can take charge of a room, that they can be seen as important. So we, you know, culturally, there are barriers to us embracing. I, You know, you heard mine, positivity, harmony, empathy. Little boys are not always raised right. to be you know cuddly and soft and gentle but those are my what i've learned is that's my superpower it took me many years to get there i you know um didn't embrace my strengths because i thought there was something wrong with me you might have too you might have thought why am i so bossy or why you know why am i always like you know the one who speaks up but actually that is
0: your power
1: and I am very thankful for her superpowers. Believe me, <laughs> I love having Laura on this team. So Yeah,
0: and I and although command and significance are there, especially the command one, what I've seen in the in the six months you've been with us on a regular basis is you must modulate this as he talked about the stove burner (laughs) you must modulate it to the exact right flame because I don't sense any you're trying to take over and run the whole thing and yet at the same time when you see a vacuum and something's not getting done you zoom right to it and and so that I appreciate that somebody is stepping into the void and saying, "I'll take charge of that. I'll make sure this happens, and it does happen."
3: Well, I think that's what's been most useful is putting putting the you know, and just our small team is putting the way that we work in the context of like this is what Stacy is really good at. This is what Jerry does really well. This is what you know, Laura can do well. And seeing how we fit, and then knowing, okay, this probably is not going to get done as well if the, you know this is maybe not this person's strength. And that's just helped us. Uh, helped us work better. It really
0: has. And, and what was a good team has become a very good team. Absolutely. I, I'm sure firing on
2: all cylinders. And that really is um, what you all sort of organically did is what we're trying to teach everybody to do, to, to start thinking about those gifts, that if you can engage that gift, then you have a great employee, you have a great team. If you can think a little bit differently, not so you know, rigidly or in the box about what the job description says, but what is it we are trying to get done here? And who's gonna light up? Who's who's going to just um, love the opportunity to do this piece of that? And who maybe doesn't hold that strength? So we talk about really letting go. So it's, it's a it's a wonderful way of sort of letting go of those things that just don't, they're not our they're not our talents. They don't come to us naturally. I laughed at learner. I'm in a room full of learners, so <laughs> I'm coming out to you as a you know number thirty four learner. And, wow! Uh, yeah, and, I, know. I know. And you know what? I that's great. part of the process is really getting to know that as well about myself and saying that's not the way I that's that's not the way I show up, and that's okay because look, I, I can call upon others. I have other people on my team who have that gift, they can bring that team, and they're going to be so energized by the opportunity to bring that learner strength to the table. So when we need to benchmark or, you know, go, like somebody needs to go read everything we can get about this topic, that's not going to be me. (laughs) But it will be somebody.
1: Well, somebody in this room has learner as his number one strength, and I think he's sitting right over there.
0: Yeah, so my top five are learner context, achiever, analysis, and input. And so Stacey and I share learner and input uh, in that top five. Uh, Laura, we've heard, has learner in hers. And, you know, this, this just works well for us. And, you know, I really find that the job I get to do now really hits the sweet spot and meets all of these things and although I've had leadership jobs before where learning was important now I get to really use learner because the learner likes to tell people stuff that they learn (laughs) And, and so I just love telling people stuff and um, and i love always love putting things together in context i was sort of the historian of whatever system we were in and remember how it was 5 years ago guys now look how much better it is now and bringing people into context and relationship about where the the environment is and how it's different than it might have been in the past and so i finally found the right spot but i had taken strings finder first time maybe 10 years ago And then again, two or three years ago, and it really came out about the same. There might have been one that was dropped out of the top five and one that moved in, but it was all about the same. I think I've been learner since birth, (laughs) because I remember riding my bicycle to the public library at age eight to go get books in the summertime, get as many as they give me, so I could go home and read them in a week and bring them back, get a new batch, and and so that's always been me, and so. I think the, the message, I think, for our listeners is having the ability to understand what strengths you have will help you. It will help you in your career and in your, your development, help you give you a target for what you're, what you're going to maybe focus on, and maybe help you understand your colleagues uh, that you're working with and understand why Brian will never watch the 22-part series on the Rise and Fall of the Roman Empire with me. He just wouldn't. But I would watch it just to learn, wow, isn't that interesting? And Brian would never do that. And I can't can't ask him over to come watch Netflix with me, and we'll catch the 14th (laughs) to the 15th session. It just isn't going to happen, right? And so I think given that understanding that we can have about each other, as you start to put together teams, if you are a leader, you can start to pick people with complementary skills and strengths. When we look at putting our teams together in the Liam program, we look at their strengths and try to put people who have complementary skills inside those teams. And so I just want the listeners to know this is a powerful tool, readily available, uh, that you can get to and take it. It doesn't take, what, half hour, 20 minutes or so oh, to take yeah, the eight, test? Yeah. Take and you get the top five. And I want to I touch on something that you brought up a few weeks ago. You get the top five, but you have to pay to get the rest of the profile. Why do you think you don't want people to know the last five. What, what's that about, Brian? It's a great question. I, you know, I don't want people to
2: uh, unlock all of them right out of the gate for a couple of reasons. One, I think those five signature strengths, those top five, are so powerful. And for the newly kind of introduced person, there, there's a lot of information there. And most of us really do need to get to know them for a little while. And so it's a lot of information, lots of things I suggest people do to get to know them. But if you unlock them all, here's the reason why I think I really don't want people to just get the whole list, because we're a very deficit sort of, we're a deficit culture. Mm -hmm. And our tendency is going to be to go right to the bottom of that list, see those two or three lowest rated strengths, and then start to feel bad,
0: or, or, or try to work on them.
2: Or try to work on them right. or, or, or uh, be upset about them. I had somebody call me before I was doing a workshop and someone um, went ahead and just paid and unlocked all of them. And she called me and she said, this says that my 34th strength is empathy. And I just want you to know I really do like people. And so oh. she was going to give me like her whole sort of argument about why that was wrong. And that's what we don't want to do. Right. Um, and it doesn't mean that she doesn't have empathy somewhere. It, it it just means empathy isn't the way she's going to show up every day and be a
0: superhero. Let's pivot. You know, we're recording this in December and December's the end of the calendar year. A lot of performance appraisals get done across the university. So no matter where you are, if you're a clinic manager or a division chief or department chair or a dean or a provost, you're evaluating somebody uh, sure. this month, right? And so... In light of that, what could you talk to the group about, to these to these people? Because everyone's got a, a relevant role here. What could you talk to them about in light of StrengthsFinder and annual performance appraisals? How should they approach that if you have a StrengthsFinder mindset in place?
2: Yeah, it's a great question and a really great time to have this conversation because performance evaluations are are one of the i think the most stark examples of how we get it wrong and how we live in a deficit space where we're trying to somehow coerce or force or you know push people into working on the things they're the worst at so our our history as we would say you know laura you did pretty well this year here are the five things you really screwed up on and next year i want you to spend All your time getting better at those five things, which is, um, you know, a recipe for disaster because that means now you're going to be spending more time being unhappy, you know, not seeing success. So we push people away from their strengths and towards their deficits when the, the, the sort of radical notion of strengths is forget about what you're not good at. That's a radical idea in our culture to say, don't worry about what you're not good at. Spend more time. Let's figure out how you can spend all your time doing the things that you're naturally good at. You're going to serve the world much better. You're going to be a much more stellar employee. So, the, so that radical notion, if we could apply that to a performance evaluation, is to say, you know, of course we want to... You know, you know, we want to sort of look at the whole job. we got to get the job done. There might be some things in there you don't like. All those things that I hear all the time, well, you know, that people will sort of push back and say, well, you know, a job's a job. Yes, but there are so many ways to do a job. So let's figure out how we can get you, maybe maybe we ramp it up 20%. What about 20% more time next year doing the things that you're already really good at? Um that's the, that's the turn. And I think it's not so radical that we can't use our existing system to have those conversations with people, to say, let's talk about the times I saw you absolutely shine this year. Let's figure out what strengths were getting used during that time. What is it that you gave that just created a, a remarkable contribution?
0: And then where can we replicate it? You, you can't rewrite someone's job description to be entirely their top five strengths because, as you pointed out, work has to be done. There are going to be aspects, maybe even of your job, that you don't like but, but have to be done. That's true for all of us. I think the issue is how could you as the, the leader, the manager, the division chief, department chair, dean, whatever, understand enough about your people that you could say, how can I give them – 10% more, 20% more time doing the things they are just absolutely good at. The organization benefits, the person benefits, they might they might be more engaged, they might be motivated to stay and not look for another position. And so it, it, it does a lot of good things, but it takes some effort, some delivered effort on part of the evaluator to have a sense of what is Brian really good at? And how do I get more of that to him? Because maybe I could take some of the stuff that he's not good at and give it to somebody who is good at that stuff, right? That's the real put the right people in the right seats in the bus sort of leadership that's so important to do. And not everybody has to do all the jobs exactly the same way. So I really like the way you put that. I appreciate that. I, I think this is a great tool to help you do that as well.
2: So this gives you some, some language. This gives you some information, so I always tell supervisors, I always tell teams, get to know one another's strengths. Put them on the door. Um, just walking th- here through th- uh, this office, people have their strengths on their door. I, I think that's a great idea because what it's doing is it's messaging in a way that we can start to think about when we sit down to take on a project to say, who's already going to just be brilliant at this? Um let's not make you know brian like come up with the budget for the project <laughs> i need to be out there like greeting the people at the door right exactly. so you start thinking and someone else loves budgeting as and it's just going to really yeah. enjoy and and thrive in that world
1: yeah. at a previous institution i worked at uh, everyone had their strengths on their email signature so it was it was part of their e- email signature so like every time you got an email first it was always kind of oh who is the, you know and it was a great way to get to know people um and what they were good at brian thank you so much for spending time with us today this has been absolutely fantastic and just for everyone in the show notes i will provide a link to Gallup, a link to find strength finder so i will uh look for all of those in the show notes and uh thank you once again
2: thank you all
0: if you want to up your game as a professional educator or to enhance your leadership skills in the academic setting this is the place to be as together we strive to make of a great place to learn a great place to work and a great place to invest. Join us next time for more and come hungry.